0: Welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will once again be your host this time around. Hey, you guys remember that episode of the Brady Bunch when Bobby became the hall monitor? It came out in 1973, and the name of the episode was Law and Disorder. Here is the official IMDb summary, and I quote, Bobby doesn't want to be safety monitor for his class because his classmates now hate him. However, he soon abuses his power and begins reporting on his family when they break house rules. Meanwhile, the family salvages an old sailboat. You remember that one? Bobby becomes a tiny dictator, giving everyone citations. He was the physical version of the saying that absolute power corrupts absolutely, brought to life. Similarly, much like the character of Bobby Brady, the character Macbeth tries to assassinate anybody who is under even the slightest suspicion of betraying him. And ironically, again, meanwhile, the family salvages an old sailboat. But the point is that both Macbeth and Mike Lookinland could not handle their authority with gracefulness. It went to their big heads, and they both became impossible to live with. So then, here's my question to you. Have you seen people you know change when they get a little power? Has it happened to us? Others seem to take it in stride, and often these are the best bosses, the best teachers, the best coaches and parents It's like you know they have the authority, but it's not lorded over you. They don't have to for whatever reason. The thing is, people in leadership roles come in all psychological shapes and sizes and arrive on the scene with all different kinds of baggage. You have the person in authority with something to prove. These people seem to want to make up for lost time for the respect level that they probably never got earlier in their lives. Then you have the micromanager who essentially feels that they're the only one capable of doing a job correctly. So they essentially still do it just somehow with you in the mix. Then there's maybe the pushover. This authority figure is humble to a fault. They, They let people do anything because they themselves don't know how they got the leadership role in the first place. But what's the sweet spot? Well, the sweet spot is this person, be they a policeman, a boss, teacher, a leader, whichever, this is the person who can take things in stride and can allow people to exist unattended unless they need legitimate correction, which they aren't afraid to do. These are rare, but when you find them, isn't it true that you honestly don't mind them being in positions of authority? I remember personally having a boss Uh, specifically once, that from day one made it abundantly clear that he fully trusted me. I would even check in with him when I was in the field, when I didn't need to, and he'd stop me. He'd say, hey, I'm not worried, or do what you got to do. You know the byproduct of having a boss with a disposition like that? I worked so hard for that guy. I so totally appreciated his trust and support that I wanted us to succeed at least as much as he did. But but what happens, though, if that's not the case, if we're micromanaged? Usually the opposite. We do things because we have to. We do things because we don't want to hear about it later. I was once told that a good authority figure is someone where you have a 50-50 chance that when they approach you, it's just to say hello. And I believe that. It's the opposite of demeaning, and you're being more inspired than you are forced. There's a website out there called About Leaders that had a piece called Top 10 Leadership Skills of Great Leaders. We're going to look at their list of these 10 things. We're going to call it list A, and then we're going to make one up, which is basically the opposite of this. We're going to call it list B. So here's their list, list A. Number one, to be a great leader, be trustworthy. Number two, ignite passion. Number three, the way they put it is walk naked, or in other words, don't be afraid to be somewhat vulnerable. Number four, make change look easy. Number five, take a vacation. Wait, what? Well, the reason that's on there is because it sends the message that you know a good job will be done. You trust your people so you can take a vacation. Number six, motivate people. Number seven, have ethics. Number eight, balance ego. Number nine, be a great teacher. And number 10, channel dysfunctional habits. So that's list A. Now, here's the opposite. And we're going to go off that first list and see what happens when absolute power corrupts absolutely. We're going to just turn these around. We're going to call this list B. So for list A, number one was be trustworthy. For list B, it's you better watch your subordinates like a hawk. You get the idea? Number two is stifle their passion or worse, take full credit for their passion. Number three, walk in a suit of armor, being so untouchable that no one wants to approach them. Number four, ignore any idea that they themselves did not come up with. Number five, micromanage plain and simple. Number six, make people fear you as their main motivation. Number seven, don't be consistent with protocol or with rules or discipline. Make sure, you sh- make sure you show favoritism. Number eight, be a narcissist. The whole world revolves around you. Number nine, be a hypocrite. Do as I say, not as I do. And number 10, instead of on the first list, channeling dysfunctional habits, someone who's not good with authority is usually the one that's going to ignite dysfunctional habits. You see the difference? Either list A or list B could be someone we report to, but which will we respect more? Which will we want to work harder for more? Uh, Which one's opinion will matter the most to you? Now, there's a flip side to all this. Leadership done well is not easy. It's been said that you can always tell who's taking the lead by the arrows in their backs. And that's often very, very true. When given authority, you are basically guaranteed that someone is not going to like it or like you. It kind of comes with the territory. It could be jealousy. It could be that certain people just don't like authority figures in general. It could be personality clashes, whatever. But just like with everything else in life, not everyone is going to always like you. So this is a huge test then of how you carry yourself. I think it was Abraham Lincoln who was the person quoted as saying, if you want to test a man's character, give him power. If I'm wrong, you can tell me. I believe that was Abraham Lincoln. This applies here. If, say, you're a policeman or a teacher, for example, and the people that you're in charge of protecting or teaching have an attitude towards you based on either past experiences with other people or based on nothing. As a leader, can you then focus properly? Granted, no question, there are policemen that should not be policemen and there are bad teachers. But imagine being the ones who really care about their jobs and they're being insulted or ridiculed openly by the people that they're supposed to be protecting and teaching. Now, obviously, two wrongs never make a right, but we have to remember and accept that we at our core are big, dumb human beings dealing with other big, dumb human beings. We are going to be bothered by this disrespect and ridicule at some point and at some level. So here's the question. What do we do with that? How do we act? How do we move forward? My feeling is simple and straightforward here. As far as I can tell, people, we just were never supposed to be over other people. We never get it right. Look at world history and every government ever tried by human beings. There has never been peace, ever. Now, it's true. Sometimes it's less dr- less drastic or dramatic in some places than others. But I'm talking about real peace. It has never been there. Older people, for example, they may look back at America, say, in the 1940s or the 1950s and think, oh, America used to be amazing back then. Well, let me ask you this. Was it for everyone of every culture? No. And think about it. The main event that took place in 1940 was the Second World War. Then in 1950 was the Korean War with the U.S. as a principal participant. So again, there has never been real peace with people ruling people. People in authority over other people, they just can't do it. This isn't being negative or a glass half empty type thing. It's just history. As long as one human being is over another human being, we can expect turmoil. We can expect abuse of power. We can expect rebellion. We can expect all these things because we simply are terrible as human beings at ruling over one another. Let's close it out this way. If you're someone's boss or if you're someone's parent or if you're someone's law enforcement or really anyone with any position of authority or stature, realize that the people you're dealing with are human beings. Be balanced when you remember this. If you are, uh, say, a good parent, there's going to be times when your child is just not going to like you. (laughs) <laughs> that comes with the territory, especially when you are the one that's setting the boundaries. But don't take it personally whenever possible, because again, it's just something that comes with the job. And remember this in general. Ultimately, it's up to all who are in charge of something involving people to not power trip. Let's look at that phrase literally, electrically. Think of, of, of when your electrical power trips. What happens? Well, when power trips, an electrical circuit overloads and it shuts off your power, the lights go out, it gets dark, it becomes inconvenient, it's confusing. Same thing with power trips. Yes, you have authority, congratulations. But when you trip on that power, it too gets dark. Things get inconvenient and confusing. So I suggest we all just keep it in its place. Don't get too full of ourselves. And remember that we are all people and we should treat people the way that we ourselves would like to be treated. And meanwhile, the family salvages an old sailboat. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. And any of these songs are are great examples of authority, power, good, bad, ugly, the whole nine yards. I think you're going to like it. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Power Tripping the Light Fantastic playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast, Power Tripping the Light Fantastic. Let's get into it. Track number one is Master of the Universe by the iconic band Hawkwind. Number two is the band Love with the song You All Be Following. Number three is Brave Captain by Firehose. Uh, I interviewed Mike Watt a few years back, and what I liked about him was that he treated me immediately like he already knew me, which was really nice. Uh, if you've never heard this man play bass, listen to this song. He's a heck of a bass player. That's Brave Captain by Firehose. Number four is REM with King of Birds off their document record. Number five is The Dictator Decides by the Pet Shop Boys. Number six is a blues track called Personal Manager by Albert King. Number seven is Gene Knight with the classic soul track, Mr. Big Stuff. Number eight is Slang Teacher by the eighties band Wide Boy Awake, which featured Kevin Mooney uh, he was a bassist and a guitarist who's worked with Adam Ant and Sinead O'Connor and a bunch of other people. And he's on this track Wide Boy Awake with a Slang Teacher. Number nine is King of Pain by the police off their phenomenal synchronicity record. And number 10 is Belle and Sebastian with a really pretty song called We Rule the School. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easy on Spotify. Just type in podcast dash power tripping the light fantastic and it'll pop right up there for you. Hey, guys, I wanted to pass something awesome along to you all out there. Did you know that having a plant around can actually be psychologically good for you? According to Psychology Today, researchers found that people who surround themselves with plant life and other forms of natural beauty, both indoors and out, actually experience emotional and mental health benefits that have a positive impact on their social, psychological, physical, cognitive, and environmental well-being. That being said, I want to tell you about a great company called Leafy. What a great idea this is. They offer plants to help brighten your atmosphere psychologically. And don't get me wrong, this is not just plant sales. Here's what they do that's unique. They provide a pot that comes with a wick and a reservoir. In other words, it makes your plant really easy to care for. And they provide the plants and soil too, if you'd like. But here's the overall concept. Take the plant with you. It can stay with you in your car. It can go to work with you. It can be in the cup holder in a backpack. It not only creates a nice refreshing atmosphere, but can provide both the aforementioned potential psychological benefits as well as a great icebreaker to start a conversation. Leafy's entire purpose is to surround you with the unique and healthful character imbued in every living plant, to make you feel good naturally, to vastly improve the quality of your home or your office space, and on your next epic road trip. So go and check them out online. It's leafy Now, listen super carefully. It's spelled L-E-A-F-V-E, and you can find them at leafve.com. Be sure and tell them that the Refresher podcast sent you. Listen to this, too. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in, are you sitting down, 14 different countries on this planet And here in the United States alone, we have listeners now in 30 different states. You guys are too much. I say this because this show would simply not exist without you. If you could do me a continuous favor and please keep passing this podcast along to your friends, let people that you think might like it know about us. Feel free to make reference to it on your social media if you're comfortable with that. Also, If you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, only if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. It can be as little as 99 cents a month. If you're so inclined, that would be awesome. But seriously, guys, whether you do or whether you don't, don't feel obligated. Just feel free to listen to this show and enjoy whether you contribute monetarily or not. It's yours as always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.